mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 335 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And I just remembered to pick up my microphone. <laughs> How does podcast? How podcast do? Um, today we are watching SG Universe. Yes. Season one. Yes. Episode 17. Uh-huh. Pain. Yeah. AKA, who is Tyler Durden? <laughs> <laughs> You that know is what? The best. That is so much better than any any <laughs> AKA that I had cobbled together. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, it's the first place I go to when I think of hallucinating <laughs> shit that ain't there. <laughs> it's all in your head, buddy. Yeah. I will say, we'll get to this later. I remember the first time I was watching this before it got to the end, obviously, and that um, obviously Greer is also hallucinating. I was really hoping one of the storylines was true. Like, yeah, like everything was hallucination, but one that seemed like, plausible. I wanted to go back at the end and have Camille be like, I got all the files. Blah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Basically, I wanted Greer to be right. Yeah. And to be like, she got stabbed for a purpose. <laughs> Purposeful stabbings. I love that we are so team Greer on this podcast. I am a million. I don't know what that says about me or my mental state. Listen, I'm also team Greer. Yeah. That's the thing. The, so both of us, both yeah. of us. Look, we're crazy together. If we nothing are. else, we'll all go down together. And we will all <laughs> go down together. <laughs> How was your past couple weeks? My past couple weeks have uh, been good. I would have talked about this last week, but we did not record. <laughs> so my entire life last weekend, actually, it's good. We didn't record because I was very, very busy. Yeah. Running around the universe with a lightsaber sure. and a video game. Yeah. Playing Jedi Survivor. Important things. I Again, this is the first game I ever rolled credits on myself. It is... Not the second game, but I again rolled credits <laughs> on the Jedi Survivor and now running around trying, going to, not trying to, I will 100% this game. Good. I never got around to 100%ing, 100%ing the, the first game. You know, there are completionists and there are not. Yeah. It's, it is... It's fun to try. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, I think I really am just done with this game. Well, here's the fun thing. Here's the fun thing uh-huh. is the first one didn't have this. This game has, you can go get a couple treasure chests. And uh-huh. if you get those treasure chests, they will show up everything on your map. That's cool. So you're exploring, exploring, exploring. But a certain point when you're like, I want to complete everything, you can go get, you More. can acquire those and you can just uh, go and get everything. And Perfect. I've gotten my first one of those. Yeah. Um, so you've opened the map a little further. I've opened the map a little further. The game is beautiful. Yeah. The story is fantastic. Cool. Um, as in the first one, I had different, I had feels again, different types of feels. Okay. Um, the first game, and this is not really a spoiler, but there's there's a part in the first game where you like, um, you go to Ilum and you do basically you finish making your own lightsaber. Oh, cool! And I remember in the first game, like that 
got me teary-eyed because then you could pick your color of blade and of course i picked purple and etc um this one has like storyline feels (laughs) so it was less about bringing you in it's more about like and then this happens yeah you start with all of the abilities you had as you ended the first game good and then you build new ones off there yeah that's Um, cool it's a beautiful game and then i've already started zelda on the switch (laughs) more about that next week so i'm about an hour and a half in um and then the the last thing i know you have a big thing to share i mean i guess i do so my last thing is we also last weekend saw guardians of the galaxy oh that's right and i will say two things first it was so much fun it was i think and a lot of people have said this there's when you have 30 some marvel movies you know there gets a bit where it almost becomes um formulaic yeah yeah for sure and this was sort of like a re-injection of some energy something different there's um there's a lot of big feels yeah i heard this is probably not what i should watch in theaters i will 100 say that this is definitely has some trigger warnings yeah um that. For some people, like a grace, it is definitely best while watched when you are in a safe environment. Yeah, yeah. To be able to pause, walk away from it. To be able to walk away from it, and um, and maybe hold some fuzzy creatures close I to you. I already am upset. Like just yeah. at the thought of it, I'm very <laughs> upset. However, there's other moments. There's one moment in here involving a door that is among, I think, my most favorite Marvel moments of any movie. <laughs> And it's such a tiny doors. It's doors. They play important parts 100%. of our lives. Uh, there is thresholds, liminal spaces, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching. It's fine. It <laughs> fits totally with yeah. the moments. Uh, it has some of the best action sequences I've seen in a couple years. Just fantastic. It, I immediately wanted to watch it again. Yeah, and I'm super excited. It. Listen, I'm not going to lie that I'm a person where proximity means a lot and will bias me, but I think it might be. I love Guardians 1 because of how fresh it was. Yeah. This might be my favorite Guardians movie. Ooh, interesting. I did get to watch the holiday special this week. Yeah. Because I hadn't watched that. Because Kevin Bacon. And when we got back from our trip, I was like, brain can't. And Jesse's like, would you like to watch this? I was like... I don't care enough to fight you on it. Yep. That's really where I'm at. Listen, the holiday sh- special is just adorable. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just cute. And it's got good tunes. It's got I'll, great I'll music. give James Gunn this. He's got good music people. I will say it really makes me interested because not a mystery. I'm, except for my heart and soul that belongs to Diana Prince, uh-huh. I've never been one that's gravitated towards DC films. Okay. And so the the fact and the thought that James Gunn now is heading to the DCU. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what he does. Makes me very interested of what's in the future of that. And I hope to enjoy them more because so many people I love love DC. Yes. So <laughs> look, make me a Zatanna movie. Make it dark and creepy. Yeah. Follow some Wednesday vibes a little yeah. bit. I'll be happy. That would be fantastic. I'm I'd be here it. for that. I think it would be perfect. That'd be fantastic. The world is ready. So what did you do last weekend? I didn't do shit. 
I, for the first time in a very long time, had a chance to visit. Um, as you guys know, there are very big personalities in my life. <laughs> Don't and look so at me often, like that. <laughs> often I allow myself to take the back seat. And not in a bad way, but in a way of like, well, I don't love anything. So you love this thing. So we'll do this thing that you love. Yeah. And so this weekend I got to remember the things that I love. I'm going to, this is going to be a little bit of a self-care soapbox. No, I, listen, if nothing else on this podcast, we're here for self-care. I forgot that I was an entire human being before who, even though I didn't love things, I did love things. Um, and, and really, it's always been music for me. So I got to go with friend of the pod, Summer. I don't know that we've mentioned by name, but that's all you guys get. She's, yep. she's a fiercely private human being. She is a mystery uh, wrapped in an enigma. Uh, yes, wrapped in a feral raccoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like rockets. Yeah, basically. Um, so we went up and did a three-day weekend festival thing. And I was very nervous because I do feel old and out of shape. And there's a lot of wandering around hilly city. Did you know that Atlanta was hilly? I, when Sherman marched on this city, holy cow, those guys got to work out. Yeah. I, the, the, here's the cool thing about dark. human bodies is that it doesn't take much of a hill for us to no, feel to like, like this is hilly. All of this. Yeah. So somehow everything was an uphill. Yeah. Um, a lot of walking around, but it was absolutely worth every part of it. Um, I got to see the band Muse, which I haven't seen in a while. This was the last state of their U.S. tour. Mm-hmm. And now they're going back to England. Um, and so this is a really interesting circle because I saw Muse for the first time in 2006. So that is 17 years ago. I 100% know the band Muse. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I completely believe you. I so good <laughs> at lying. So my favorite part of the whole weekend was not I went in there worried about how old I was. Yeah. And then I ended up owning Oh 100%. Because we were sitting there waiting, got a good seat, wait, you know, you yeah. wait a couple bands before. Fuck the Mars Volta. I don't care what anybody says, they're terrible. <laughs> um the musicians are good. I can punch the lead singer in his face multiple times and still not feel satisfied. <laughs> End of story. I don't even care that they were at the drive-in as well. Come for me. So anyways, we sat through the bleeding bullshit that is the Mars Volta so we could have a good spot for Muse. And we made some friends along the way because yeah. that's what you do when you're sitting on the floor at a fucking 30-ass music venue. Anyway, yeah. um, and people were like, oh, I saw them first time this and this and that. And I was like, everybody here is adorable. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh-huh. 2006. And they're like... <laughs> I didn't exist in 2000, which they did. Yeah, but you know what? I, I was did. six. I was a child. <laughs> so it was very cool. And I also got to see the Flaming Lips, which I am convinced Nixie will love. If you guys know the Flaming Lips, you will understand why. And it's not a band that I've like avoided on purpose. Well, you're just, music is not where your first music go-to place. Is, we, this is what, this is what how I established it when yeah. we were talking about this. Yeah. Is that... I, in the same way that you like go along with other people's interests, yeah. I go along with other people's music. Right. 
I grew up in a family with someone who had very strong, very good, yeah. but very strong music tastes. Yeah, yeah. It's bread and butter of music, if you will. The base, the, the foundations th- of rock and roll. hundred percent. And so yeah. like, that's where, listen, give me a classic rock radio station yeah. and I will listen to it enjoying it yeah. from here until the end of time. Absolutely. I... If it is music that came out past 1990, good <laughs> odds are I don't know it. Yeah. Well, that was the cool part about traveling with Friend of the Pod Summer because we got to be like, I'm going to put on some random shit to keep our asses awake as yeah. we drive home. Yeah. The seven hour trip or six hours. Um, but it was a really good weekend. I also got to see the aquarium. We also did the, uh, the, it's hard it's not one monument it's the entire neighborhood that martin luther king grew up in okay the old fourth ward so you get to see the house he was born in it's like a little walkie tour yeah yeah it's a couple blocks because there were so many people that were important and relevant and he grew up in this community that made him dream Mm -hmm. of others having this because it was a very prominent black community and he's like why can't this be everywhere yeah um and then you got to understand the history of why that existed and why the segregated community existed to mm-hmm. begin with. And really interesting, important history of ours to know. Um, and so that was very cool. And we uh, we didn't even like eat food. We were just like, <laughs> drink enough water Sustenance to not die. on music. <laughs> yeah. Drink enough water to not die. Uh, eat some random snacks in the middle of the night. I think yeah. I pounded seltzer waters. <laughs> And then that was just, it was, it was, it, it was really fucking cool. That's, it was really nice to be able to go back to that. That's how I lived when at the conference I went to last year. <laughs> yeah. That's how I lived. I was like, just give me water. Yeah. I will eat food when I'm dead. Yeah. No, just enough sustenance to keep going. I don't want to miss anything by yeah. eating. Yeah. We only watched one person pass out. Thankfully well, it was good. not me. <laughs> and they were able to get him back up and running. <laughs> um yeah it was a very cool weekend thank you guys for the weekend off i appreciated it was you know we all need it sometimes and then i also played a little more horizon and i'm still catching up on yellow jackets because holy shit last week's episode was something else uh that's all i got okay my 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 notes turned off may 14th 2010 we're almost at that Holy that's tomorrow cow. that's we're perfect. recording this on the 13th we we could have just said it was today they we could have anybody. and you know what if it i today. was thinking harder we're I we're gonna have stop said... and finish tomorrow okay everybody wait <laughs> welcome to may 14th <laughs> we did it it's tomorrow <laughs> you don't know you'll uh, never know <laughs> written by carl binder <laughs> directed by william warning um, I know you're going to do a music corner later that on. That may be a little baby one. Um, I'll let you cover the second song uh-huh. that that is in the episode. The first song, um, I think it's "What You Want Me to Do" by the Heavy. Okay, and most people like me, the main song you know of the Heavy is "How You Like Me Now." <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, how you like me now? Which isn't like every commercial known to man. It was like I'm pretty sure it was an Apple commercial for sure. Yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I feel I did like a very poor impersonation of it. Yeah, it is a um, 
Not a band I followed closely, but I do. Yes. Wasn't band I followed at all. However, Uh, (laughs) that track was everywhere. Yeah. Whenever it came out. Yeah. I do remember that one. (laughs) So previously on Universe, besides the standard previously on stuff, remember Chloe's dad was here on the ship for hot second? Her dad died and then sacrificed himself in the first episode. And oh, yeah, Scott has a son. Right. They didn't know about. Just things. And then the first time we met Scott and James, they were fucking in a broom closet. Just secret things. No big deal. Okay. Well, we start the episode with some more fucking the most sex that has ever been on Stargate. That Yeah. I was explaining to um, (laughs) boyfriend, domestic partner, fiance, husband, Jesse, (laughs) how of the Stargates. Yes. Universe is the cool kid. Yeah. The quote unquote cool kid. (laughs) Because it has sex and it listens to rock music. <laughs> I, you start this episode and you're like, am I watching Stargate? Is Did this I, the CW? Yeah, yeah. What is is this late night Fox? Yeah, yeah what is this? Um, it is eventually you find out Scott and James and they are going at it. They fucking. Well, they're both very athletic people. Yes. Yeah. This is, you know, you, you sit there and you wonder, like, when is it sex and when is it fucking? Like, this, this is, is fucking. fucking. Yeah. This is. This is. Needs. Yeah. These. This is exercise. Exactly. They're exercising. They are getting Maybe their workouts. Maybe exorcising as well. 100%. But both. So eventually, whenever I'm hoping they both finish, um, uh-huh. Scott just gets up, pants on, and goes to leave, saying he can't do this. I have a strong hunch, yeah, too, because she seems real mad later. She's on. so cranky. She's so cranky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I love that she's like, well, that's rich that you're realizing this after mm-hmm. <laughs> we just fought. yeah. Again, she didn't finish. And he tries to come back with, well, you knew what you were getting into. And she rightfully so is like, what the fuck? Eat my ass. So absolutely not. You can't just fuck me and walk out like that. Yeah, Especially because you didn't finish. No. We're not done. (laughs) We're not done. Uh, And actually gets up to stand in the way of him leaving in front of the door Mm -hmm. and is like, listen, I'm done with this. You either choose her or you choose me. I gotta I mean, know right now. Will you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you need me? Will you never like, leave? No. And like, now I'm praying for the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect to be singing Meatloaf in the middle is, of the scene. And here we are. I love Meatloaf so much. Yeah. So he refuses to answer. He's like, let me leave. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them are backing down. He tries reaching around her to get the door and she nopes that. Yep. Grabs him. He ends up throwing her against the wall and then onto the ground. Yeah. I mean, a little over the top, buddy. Yeah. And then, you know, crime of passion. Yeah. Um, She instinctively picks up a lantern off the table and hits him in the back of the head. Yeah. And then he goes down and there's a lot of blood. And she, he's definitely dead, Jim. This is why you just don't, this is why you don't deal in ultimatums, because someone's no. going to die. And then she shockingly, like, you can see in her face the moment she mm-hmm. hits him, like, she realizes what, she didn't oh, even know no. what she was doing. Oh, yeah. Too late. Mini credits. Mm-hmm. So we can come back. Volker is getting ready for the day. Yep. But his door won't open. Yeah. Volker's got his own set of, like. <laughs> trapped in mind closet <laughs> he hits the button a few more times nothing's happening he mm-hmm. he eventually calls the control room no one answers 
No one's answering on the general channel either, which super weird. Not a fan. Um, eventually, he just kind of knocks on the door yelling out is like, is anyone there? Yeah. And the door opens and Riley's there on the other side. And Riley's like, why are you being so fucking weird? Why? Why are you being so dramatic? Yeah. Literally just open it. He goes, it's really like the door is the door's not working. And I love Riley testing out the door and not having any issues and Volker not wanting him to test it out just in case it was user error. I, I do love that because Riley didn't just go, okay, well, here you go. I'll open yeah. the door for you. He goes, I don't believe you. I'm testing the door to make you feel like a big old dumbass. Like that's the Riley move. Yes. Yeah. I would have just been like, okay, cool. He's... And then waited for him to leave and then tested the door. Petty as fuck. Yeah. Um, here's my question. Here's my question. Okay. At what point, how long you've been on the ship? At what point do you switch from calling yourself Dr. You calling yourself Dr. Volker and just say, hey, it's Dale. Yeah. My door won't work. Well, it's Volker. So if it were anybody else, True. maybe. True. Yeah. <laughs> so in another part of the ship. Greer is just walking along, passes an open door to the gate room, and sees Ray there, mm-hmm. and gets a little. He gets a little suspicious. Oh, it does not take much. Ray could just ex- Ray just existing. For is suspicious. all I know, Greer doesn't even have the tick. Spoilers. No, <laughs> no he's exactly. just suspicious. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, because no, that's what I'm saying. The beginning part of this episode, he doesn't have a tick. He doesn't get a tick until the end. Yeah. Um, because she's the only one. She's sitting here in the gate room alone. Um, and she seems like she's closing a window or closing out of things as soon as she sees him standing there. Yeah. I've, I've decided because where I sit at work, I'm right in a walkway. Mm-hmm. So my new move is to close a window no matter what window is open when people walk by. <laughs> just to be really interesting. <laughs> Not interesting at all, but I like the doing it. Yeah, my, we've, we've, I, my monitor is now raised, so it's like the whole world... Can see everything. Can see everything on. on my monitors. Yeah. Um. So she's very nonchalant. Like, hey, look, it was it was empty when I got here. I didn't. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just sitting here getting work done. He finds this all super sus. Mm-hmm. I mean, Greer hasn't trusted Ray for a single day ever. Yeah, I like that. She's like, "Don't worry about it." He's like, "Oh, I'm worrying about <laughs> it." I love worrying. Worrying's my favorite. It's my favorite hobby. Mm-hmm. She's not helping the trust as she tells him that, look, I'm not working anything that you need to worry about. I'm just updating personnel files. Of course, Young and Rush know all about this. If you want to go check. He's like, oh, I'll check. I'm gonna. She leaves. But before he can go too, Eli like snuck in. Yeah. He's like, have you seen Scott? Yeah. Hmm. I do like Eli's got an ability to just show up in yeah. this episode. He's rolling very high stealth. Where it's like, hey, um, I'm here now. Are you being weird? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Cause I showed up. Yep. Now we're here. Yeah, I feel like I make the room weird. Yeah, but here we are now. Can you stop being weird? No. No. I'm gonna tell no, I can't tell. Okay. It's fine. All right. I'm just going to exist now. It's like they did not know what to do with the character in this episode, no. but they're contractually obligated <laughs> to have the actor on set. So they're like, just fucking show up. So like the old school, you know, even some like early Stargate had this. All of the Star Treks have this where it's like all the characters kind of have to show up somewhere in the episode. Yeah. So there's like 
one prologue scene or one scene at the very yeah, end that just yeah. has him there. And I was there too. <laughs> yeah. So James is sitting in a room, full rocking back and forth panic sitting yeah, on her bed. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Full blue screen. Uh-huh. Young calls her over the radio and you can see she's like, I don't want to answer that. Um, uh, so someone's going to find out. Uh, I'm going to share this and I did not ask permission to, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, boyfriend, domestic partner, fiance, husband, Jesse came up with a term this morning uh-huh. that I think fits this okay. perfectly. It's baby punting anxiety. <laughs> anxiety that would make you want to punt a baby yeah i feel that i feel that and that is what she's feeling right now yeah no i feel that maybe punting this baby will alleviate yeah it may solve baby things baby. oh god i'm gonna punt this baby she's terrified and young yeah. continues to call for her and finally she picks up trying very hard to sound normal and in control and it's not working fine. but she's late with the ammunition count Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yep, I'm uh, just lost track of time. It's, it's just so cool. I just fell asleep in this blood. I mean, no issues. There's definitely not a body next to me. I don't know what you're talking just, about. I was just looking at this body. I mean, my body. I mean, what? There is this shot with Scott in the foreground. You just see one eye open, staring off. And those are the times where I feel the actor trying hard not to blink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I think about is." He practiced that hard. Don't blink. Yeah. And they can't do, you can't do, if you try not to blink, sometimes you're at least twitching your eyes because you twitch them like wider open. Yeah. She can't even do that. Just like, <laughs> don't move. Nope. You just got to lay right there. <laughs> In the cafeteria, they're talking about Franklin. Um, it's been some time since he just poofed into nothingness. Mm-hmm. Young is, I like this. They're like, Young's gonna call off the search. And they're like, I mean, was anyone actually searching for him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is fine. It's fine. He just yeah. disappeared. Yeah. I, I feel like, where were you searching? Yeah. He disappeared from the room with the chair, like the crevices of the chair. Exactly. That's why I'm like, Do you nuts. think maybe he got really small? Like in Honey, Honey I, I Shrunk, shrunk the, the Franklin? Little Franklin. <laughs> That's why I like it's like who was actually searching for Yeah. Well, yeah. Guys. And come Dunning on. is there and for a moment he thinks he sees something on its arm, but it's nothing. He's fine. He's just gonna continue on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's won't come. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's nothing weird about that. So Volker's on his way to wherever he's going, not mm-hmm. looking up, and he runs into a wall that he clearly wasn't expecting right in front of him. The wall's a little different than we're used to. There's some pipes and stuff. And then he turns around and it gets worse because there's another wall right there. That was definitely not there a minute ago. Mm-hmm. He's now boxed in. It's instant sweat panic. Yeah. You can tell in this moment how claustrophobic Shit. he is. Yeah. The poor, like, this is, this man's going to need some therapy. Like, yes, I think even before we got here, this was probably a very bad phobia. And can you imagine being on a ship? Yeah, yeah. Now, the fact will, that he's alive right now. Yeah. I will say this claustrophobia moment, I'm like, that's fine. I probably wouldn't be panicking yet. The I'd one in more, the later in the episode. Nah. Yeah, that's going to be rough. This is where I'd be panicking of where these walls come from, mm-hmm. not the claustrophobia part. Yeah. Um, Scott calls his name and he turns around and the walls are gone. He's just yeah. in an open hallway. Something weird is definitely going on here, but he can't even get himself to share what he just saw. Uh-huh. 
And Scott's a bit confused as well. And is like, maybe you should nap. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would put myself to sleep. If things got this fucking weird and I started to see whatever it is that scares me the most, I don't know what I'd be seeing. Oh, no, I know what I'd be seeing. I don't want to see what I'd be seeing. I would. Oh, God, I don't want to see what I'd be seeing. Um, I would just be like, we're going to sleep. We're going Here's to sleep my for thing. A long time. I... I feel like it. I would actually not want to go to sleep because that means I'm in a room and alone. What I would actually want to do is go into an area with a bunch of other people. The things that I would see if they actually happen, I would still want to be not there for. Yeah. So I would go to sleep in yeah. real life. I think I actually can't. I can't imagine immediately what I would be seeing. I would just, everybody's dead. Oh, In gotcha. my brain, everybody's dead. Yeah. The dogs, the husbands, the Nixies, everybody dead. And it's gruesome and it's bad. So I would be like, <laughs> we're just all going to sleep. I think They're not dead in my dreams. <laughs> I think the most panicked I've ever been is when someone tried taking me scuba diving oh, and when I wasn't ready to. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine my closer fear would be what rush is seeing yeah which yeah, is yeah. why i'd be like let's have a bunch of people here yeah because then i can be like are you seeing this yeah type thing so i don't know what i actually be seeing in this and again it doesn't have to be a fear because we see what happens to chloe yeah that- <laughs> i can't blame chloe for a movie either no oh we'll get to chloe Holy cow. yeah I'm anyway Walker's anyways okay so yeah Scott continues on his way. Uh-huh. He's now seeing his own things. He sees this kid running Yay. past a door, yeah. which immediately catches his attention. Mm-hmm. Scott goes after him and just standing at the end of a long corridor, not unlike the Shining Twins. Dude, kids are creepy. I might just be seeing kids. Here's the thing with 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 his vision, at least. Yeah. At least he knows this can't be real. 100%. Whereas everybody else is like, this could be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's it's his son, Matthew, mm-hmm. which listen, from knowing a Matt, the only time you call a kid Matthew is when he's in trouble. Tiny Matthews. <laughs> Tiny Matthews is a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know a Matt who was called Matthew when they were a kid, unless <laughs> like it was a formal environment or you were in trouble. Yeah. So there's a tiny Matt running around. Yeah. Uh, he runs off and so does Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so unless that's the only thing I can imagine is he has a weird thing calling his son his same name because he goes by Matt. Yeah. I don't know. It just somehow weirded me out the kid was called Matthew and I cannot I feel like why. Maddie. Maddie would make sure, more sense. Sure, Maddie makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm only weirded out because I Sure. Know There's too many mats. Too, many, too mats. many mats. So Rush knocks on Ray's door. He has something he needs to talk to Ray mm-hmm. about. Which is there still, that's why part of me is wondering if the beginning of this episode, Greer was not seeing things yet. Yeah. It was just bad times was happening. Because we don't know what's going on because Young crashes the party because he needs to talk to both of them. Because he's not, he's not interrupting anything. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. Right? Nope. So what he Wait. wants to talk to him about is what Gru saw earlier in the day. Yeah. 
And he, re- he, of course, Gray re- reported all this to Young. Yeah. Ray's like, look, I wasn't even in the gate room today. And Rush doesn't know anything about updating files. And- I, I want to give them credit because they're finally fucking talking to each other. Yes. The three of them. 100%. Now, Young still doesn't trust the other two as far as he can fucking throw them. Fuck no. But God, what a, what a change. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Um, Ray's only solution is that Greer is lying. Mm-hmm. And to Young, or t- he's like, there's, there's, he's like, no, there's no reason for Greer to lie to me. Mm-hmm. To which both Ray and Rush burst out laughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Greer okay. hates yeah. both of them. Yeah. And has hated us since we got on the ship. And Young's like, no, scratch that. It's been since you both tried to lead a mutiny to take over the ship. Well, and it's like, again, that doesn't mean he would lie. Yes. Like, exactly. no, Greer openly hates you. 100%. There's no pretending he doesn't. But that doesn't make him a liar. Greer is many things. A liar is not one no, of them. No, and, and that doesn't... I've learned that. People... I don't like because I can't because I'm bad at it. <laughs> but people who are like openly like, I could lie and I'd be good at it. Yeah. I don't lie. Yeah. I'm not a liar. Yes. They feel very strongly about that. Yes. Whereas I'm just like, I just don't because I can't. So I won't. I'm, I'm such a shit And if liar. I could, I'd do it all the fucking time. I'm not going to pretend that I wouldn't. <laughs> Look at me not lying about how I'm lying. Yeah, I don't know if I would lie frequently if I could, but I don't lie because I'm like, so you're going to find out in about 30 seconds if I I'm think lying. like I just would, I think it'd be like low stakes lies all yeah. the time. All the time. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? A burrito. Didn't I see you eating a bagel? Fuck off. No. I just said a burrito. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I, Young's like, a mistrust is a little warranted in this case. Uh, and Ray insists again, no, I was not in the gate room. Yeah. Anyway, so everything is tense. It's Yes. Scott is still chasing creepy mirage kid. Little baby. Ghost kids are always good. Ghost They're children. They're not creepy at all. Mm-hmm. Immediately he runs into Chloe. Who's very confused as to why you're running around in a state of panic. Because like, I can, Chloe. Did you see anyone in the hallway? And she's like, no. <laughs> why is there someone in the hallway? Well, who should I be looking for? He's a bit worried about all of that. Worried about what it means that he's seeing, you know, his son running around yeah. the ship. But before he can explain anything, Park's frantic panic voice comes over the radio shouting yeah that like all help in the workout room any military as soon as somebody come in here now now. it's not great when we get there dunning is in fucking beast mode yeah freaking out clawing at his forearm tearing the skin off of it and he's taking down anyone who's trying to stop him and he's yelling get it out get it out Park fills in that he thinks there's a snake crawling under his skin, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, eventually, some people are able to take him down and restrain him. And even in the middle of this, Scott looks up and there's his kid in the doorway. He's like, fuck, <laughs> you shouldn't be here. There's a snake in that man. What? <laughs> this is all yeah. fine. <laughs> this is when you're like, did I take Ambien? <laughs> I'm dreaming. What, what is Brody still making? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is the green fairy going to show up next? Yeah. What? Why are we here? In the infirmary, they've tied Dunning down and yeah. knocked him out. Um, they're filling Young in. 
Park is there explaining that he thought there was a snake crawling under his skin and he had to get it out and he flipped out, but yeah. no one saw anything. It's bad. It's messy. TJ can't find anything physically wrong with him except for the obvious. Mm-hmm. Except the part where he clawed his own form yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also love that this possible nods the fact that Park knows Dunning pretty well. Uh, she's, she's made some friends. Yeah. Go get it. Still, again, one of the healthier habits. Get it, girl. Um, either way, the moment he wakes back up, Young obviously wants to talk to him. Yeah. We pretty much don't see him until the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's fine. In the cafeteria, it's Eli, Chloe, Greer, and Riley sitting down, mm-hmm. eating their gruel, discussing what just happened with Dunning. And it was, I mean, when you're, it's a small group on this ship. Yeah. So when something like that happens, that's intense for everyone. Yeah, everyone's going to talk about it. It's going to, there's also not a lot fucking going on other than like the let's not die today. So anything to talk about is a distraction. And it's going to send some shockwaves through the group. Yeah. And as Raleigh points out, like the day-to-day stress of life on this ship, he's kind of surprised someone hasn't had a breakdown earlier. Yeah, no kidding. And Eli, man after my own heart, Mm. so awkwardly. Is like, well, listen, he's not wrong, but he goes, I mean, if he was someone who's going to have a breakdown where someone got hurt, it's at least it was himself and not like shooting yeah, others. Yeah. Which is real Better dark. than clawing someone else's forearms out. Again, real dark, but he's not wrong. Especially, <laughs> especially after what happens later in the episode. Exactly. Because it's all possible. 100%. So yeah. I get what he means. Uh-huh. Um, Greer isn't hearing any of this. He's mm-hmm. focused on Rush and Ray at another table who are looking over some documents and talking, and it gets a while to get Greer's attention back, but he's like, I'm fine, and then just leaves. Yeah. Definitely not fine. Fine. And I don't agree with Riley, who says that he always figured Greer would be the first person to snap, because I think we all know better that without solid reasoning, that man does not snap. No, I think Greer is the last to snap. Yes. But I think Greer is the one that you should be most scared of 100- when snapped. Yes. That part I agree I with. I agree with that part, but like, yeah. he's not going to snap just because they're on a ship and they're bored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And homesick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes extraordinary measures. That's what I mean. Yeah. If he has gotten to the point of snap. Yes. Kiss your ass goodbye. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Here's my question for you. Okay. Considering we see Rush in the next scene, uh huh, were they actually both sitting at that table talking, or is Greer hallucinating this early? Oh, because this is the part of the episode that I am not sure of how early because Greer, Greer was not on the away mission, so no. he has an extra tick. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's... I think he was at the mess hall Mm -hmm. taking all this in and then this all feeds his hallucination. That's the part that I'm... I think... I think that it's not until... It's not until later. I think Rush is just paranoid because he's paranoid. Yeah. I think... I think that by the time Greer meets ray and he's fully geared up yeah he has like he's full hallucinating that, then. yes yeah but i don't think it's happened just yet yeah 
yeah i, I think agree. he's just noticing patterns yep um interesting i'm gonna have to watch again though yeah it's still he's a little more paranoid than normal uh-huh. so it might be around here is where he gets the tick. I don't know if he has one in the first scene with Ray. That's well, and it's hard to find like the the what is it called the vector? Yeah, to see like well whose Be- tick would he have gotten or which tick was it? Or here's the thing: I I thousand percent don't trust Ray with her saying I wasn't in the gate room. No, I think she was up to something, but maybe not as intensely as yeah. what Greer thought she was up to. Hundred percent. I don't necessarily think they're planning a mutiny or anything. Yeah. Um. But I I trust Greer more than I trust Ray. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So because she's a liar. Yeah, because she has lied before. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so Rush is working in the control room. He swears he hears or feels or something, someone walking behind him. Um, we see a little shadow of something, and Rush just calls out to Griffith. If he's going to accuse him for something, at least come out and say it's my face, and it's mm. there's there's no one there. Yep. It's just him. Brody, like, walks out, following him, like, who are you talking to? Uh, you all right, man? Your mom. Bye. Okay, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. It's got to be really interesting to the people completely unaffected. Yeah. By the ticks being yeah. like, everybody needs to calm their fucking shit. With losing their minds. Yeah. Um, the this next, is the fun part. The next scene is rough. Nixie's favorite part. Oh, God. Volker is laying down with a damp rag over his eyes. And he's just waking up, reaching up to pull it off. He suddenly opens his eyes and he is in a metal box. The top of that box is like at his chest and face level. Um, and watching this makes me uncomfortable. I feel like I would put the rag back on my face yeah. and be like, I can't see it. I should go back to sleep again. But it's like, yeah. it, like you don't even have the space to move your arms like that even. Yeah. Um, Fucking I hell. would, this is, this is the one that I would legitimately be freaking out at. This is very Kill Bill. It is. Um, uh, which coffin is in the coffin. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have determined that if I can't fully stretch and move my arms yeah. and like legs, if I don't have enough, like basically the six feet total in all directions, yeah, radius. I that's when I feel like. Yeah, and, 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 it's interesting and, to me because there's people who are not bothered by that at all. Yeah, we were talking about um, hostels and how there's the new pods. Yeah. And that's like, some people are like, I just need a pod to sleep in. I'm yeah. fine with this. You and I are not built for space travel. No. I hate to tell you, my friend. Yeah. Because I'm not pod sleeping. I f- and here's- I curl up pretty small, but I'm still not pod sleeping. I think here's my thing. If I was, if I was actively sleeping, I think if I have, and some pods are bigger than others, I'll say, mm-hmm. if I have enough space to sit up. Okay. And, and and sort of stretch my arms you know, sort of above me. Yeah. And and if I could like have my back against one wall and be able to stretch my arm out straight, okay. I think I'd be fine there sleeping. Okay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't have the mobility. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I just knowing how I sleep in my own space. Yeah. If I'm sleeping and I know I'm sleeping, I could probably be fine there. Yeah. But I'm even the person who on long flights, if I can't straighten my legs. Yeah. It's like a pain thing. <laughs> and that's part of why, actually, I love that you went to that music festival and have a great time. 
even like going to a concert and if it's like general floor area oh, even I mean, with yeah you're just wandering around standing everywhere yeah but i because i've been in places where even with my height and i can see above if i have people pressing against me i'm like i need to nope out of this so fast yeah it is it is crowded <laughs> it is you just do like me and you just dance and you're like i'm a flailer sorry <laughs> I need my space. Need my space. And if not, then I get to hit people. Well, you know, that's always fun too. <laughs> anyway, we're done with Volker's claustrophobia. We're yeah. gonna move on. Let's uh, you don't want to sit in this uncomfortable space a little longer? Absolutely not. Okay. So Scott walks towards the door. He can see his son through the window and it's he opens it. Yeah. And he just follows I wanted him. him to see him outside of the ship. Oh god. Because that would have been really fucking cool. That would have been creepy. I know, but that's what makes it cool. That goes back to one of the most terrifying scenes. It's not even a terrifying scene. The the like the scene from any movie that has fucked me up more in life. Yeah. Is I don't know how the fuck someone got me to watch Insidious, but Oh yeah, the second story. The ghost? second story and someone just is in the room next to him and then suddenly you see him walking across the window. On the second story, uh, that yeah. single thing, especially for someone who is basically blind when their glasses are off, yeah, yeah. and at the time had one of those um, curtains where you can see the streetlight and the oh, branches yeah. outside yeah. of it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like Winchester House shit. I would have loved it. Anyway, that, that this is, is creepy enough. This, this is, is creepy, creepy enough, but that is the single scene. Yeah. It's not even like a quote unquote scary thing, but yeah. that is fucked me up more than any scene from any movie yeah. ever has before. It's little Matt, little Matt wandering the ship. Yep. In the armory, James still isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the airman there doesn't know where she is. Young radios her, doesn't hear a thing. So he goes to find her in her quarters where she is in tears, still huddling on her bed, going, I'm really sorry, really sorry, in tears. Obviously, there is no dead Scott on the floor. Here's my question. Does anyone know what she saw? She hasn't told anyone. She doesn't tell anyone, does she? The entire time. She doesn't tell anyone. Jesus Christ. She doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. And I think part of it is because she doesn't want to admit that in this hallucination, she murdered just not murdered someone but murdered scott well what's interesting too is at the end of the episode when they're all looking around side-eyeing she looks at chloe not at scott which is very interesting to me she listen they need a real therapist on this ship so badly tj's not cutting it sorry tj they need to freaky friday a therapist in here yeah they do (laughs) holy cow because Damn. Yep. So Maddie has made it to the observation window yes. and Scott pauses before walking over to him and kneeling down and, you know, understanding this isn't real, runs his fingers through the kid's hair, knowing this can't be real. And the kid only looks over at Scott when he's like, so why'd you leave me? Yeah. Come play with it's me, daddy. Bit of a gut punch of a question. Fucking hell. But of course, it's a little bit easier to understand, you know, like, because I didn't know you existed. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Period. Um, and before they can continue in a perfect timing, Young radios him and says that he's needed in the infirmary. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they got James to the infirmary and TJ is checking out her vitals. Um, and she sees Scott walk in and freaks out yeah. in a mix of what the fuck? I just saw you dead on my floor for a few hours. Also, I'm really happy you're not dead, but also then who was I fucking? Yeah. 
the ghost, the tick. <laughs> Listen, there is an entire episode of Next Generation that includes fucking a ghost. There is an entire episode of Grey's Anatomy that involves fucking a ghost. Really? See, there are things in common. <laughs> then there's the entire series where Michael Shanks is a ghost doctor. <laughs> I did not watch far enough into that series to see if there's also ghost fucking in there's that series be. too. There's you gotta be Michael ghost fucking. Ghost fucking. Dude. Ghost fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking in disguise Sorry. thank you thank you <laughs> we did it we did it we're here i mean if only we could just end the podcast there and we'll see you guys next week have a great that is something. the other aka of this episode ghost fucking ghost fucking fuckin so we have at least disguise. we have at least two people in this room seeing hallucinations um three upon hearing like other people seeing hallucinations too. Yeah. He's like, oh, by the way, I've been seeing my son. Yeah, I so appreciate that he admits it. Like, he's like, oh, me too, me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Young quickly puts three and three together and knows that the all these people were on the way mission to the planet last, which gives us a time frame. We've made it through the gap between the galaxies and we're cruising along and at least hit one planet in this in this galaxy. Yeah. So maybe they've picked something up there, so we should check Barnes and Volker, and we know Flat out Volker is seeing shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. They go to find him and just hear him screaming from the hallway. <laughs> they get him to the infirmary. I'm sure he's feeling much better, but we're going to give him space and tie him down and force him to go to sleep. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my place in my notes, so I was just listening to you talk and not saying anything. <laughs> it's fine. Barnes is feeling fine. Yes. She's not seeing anything. Yeah, she's like, y'all are being weird. You're crazy. Yeah. Um, although at the mention of seeing something out of the corner of your eye, I'm now always going to assume I have a space tick. Because it yeah. always happens. You always see whatever something in the corner of your eye. The, it, well, it's always going to show up in that corner. Yep. That you can't quite reach. Space tick. Mm-hmm. So either she didn't pick it up because she's immune or her symptoms are just taking longer to show up, which that's also reassuring. Yeah. Um, but basically... Physically, they're all fine except for Dunning, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. but that was self-imposed. Yes, not fineness. So Chloe and Young are walking and talking. Uh-huh. Um, she's worried about Scott and the larger team as a whole. Young is going to quarantine the people who are on the away team. Hopefully, this evil either pass or TJ will figure something out. I love how like this feels like such an odd pairing, and I think I said this when we watched it too. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is Chloe? I know. Suddenly in charge with Young. I know they have to shove her into scenes. Yeah. But it's like, this is none of your business, Chloe. It's not. Go take a miss shower. You're just worried about yeah. your boyfriend. Yeah. Which, <laughs> don't even know the status of that yeah. even. Who's been fucking ghost fucking people. <laughs> That's right. I use fucking as both a verb and a descriptive word. Yeah. It's why fuck is one of the best words in the English language. Yep. <laughs> it's just so versatile. Yeah. So, um, Young continues to console Chloe, I guess, when TJ calls, because she's mm. found something. Yep. It is Tiny Space Tick. It's a hallucination tick. Um, and everyone except for Barnes has one on the same spot, um, like the nape of their neck. Thankfully, these ticks all go to the same spot. Yes. <laughs> so you're not sitting here searching people. I mean, because Earth ticks certainly all go to the, the same yeah. spot. God. Certainly. To this day, I'm just fear. Yeah, having to search my stormy boy, my 
thick, dark hair <laughs> dog for a tick. God. Um. And so Volker's waking up then. He wants out because you have restrained a claustrophobic man. Yeah, can we not? Like, I get that they needed to sedate him, but, like, make the restraints a little softer. I yeah. don't know. Why do you need to restrain him? He's not acting out violence. He's not doing what What's-His-Face is Dunning. doing. Yeah. So TJ just medically puts him asleep again and is right back in the situation at hand. Um... So she's going to try to remove it the same way you remove an earth tick. And after yeah. a long back look at the illusion of a sun, Scott agrees to go first. Yeah. And as TJ is trying to get a good grip on it, you know, yep. he just inhales and collapses. Yeah, it's probably not great. <laughs> Immediately starts CPR. Uh-huh. Um, give, I know young, no CPR, it makes sense, but give, still give him credit for jumping in. Yeah. Um. And James is flinching at watching all this, considering her hallucinations. Yep. Yep. She's like, ah, it's happening. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing to kill it this time. Yeah. Fairly quickly, they're able to get him, you know, breathing, heart rate stable again, everything. Yeah. Um, and then when they go to check the tick again, he's just buried on in there even deeper. That's what ticks are going to do. That's fine. That's why you put the lighter to it. I don't know. I've never actually had to deal with a tick. Oh, it- Nick, nickel deal with any tick. You have you get a little tick scraper, and it's yeah. a lot easier because you have to get them by their head. Yes. And then you pull them out, and the little tick scrapers make it a lot easier because it just, like, wedges them. Nice. Get tick scrapers, guys. They're great. Mm-hmm. A few minutes after a commercial break, <laughs> Scott is stable, and TJ tells Young that removing them isn't impossible, but clearly I have to find a new way of doing it since... Pulling them out must release toxins or something. Yeah, yeah, because it's fighting for its little uh, asshole life. life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This whole time, James is looking over and seeing Scott's face just covered in the blood of what she imagined she did to him. I love that part where she's like, ha ha, he was dying to me. Everything's fine. Yeah. I do like that instead of seeing everyone dead, she just sees Scott dead. Yeah, yeah. She's like, guys, guys. Does anyone else see this? <laughs> and yeah. at some point, she's going to have to be like, I don't want to unpack why that's the one please, person please I saw. Please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. Yeah. Um. So interesting. The one person they didn't mention being on the way team is Greer, mm-hmm. who's currently using a mirror to spy on Ray from around the corner doing some paperwork and then just very sus-like he speeding itself away. doesn't do anything half-assed. Listen, I understand that. Whole assed. <laughs> Everything is whole ass. Yeah. So Chloe's walking through the ship and passes the shuttle, and she sees someone in the chair, and she's mm. like, "Hey, I remember you." And walks in, and the person doesn't answer. But when she gets close, the person in the chair turns around, and it is none other than her father, Shooter McGavin. Super normal. <laughs> I sat there going, "What's her dad's name again?" Yeah. And my brain went, Gavin. And I'm yeah. like, that's not his name. Nope. <laughs> his name's Gavin. I'm like, that's not his name. I don't know why you keep going Listen, to that name. I, it's, it's Senator Armstrong, a.k.a. Shooter, Shooter McGavin. McGavin. But it was funny because I didn't get to Shooter McGavin right yeah. away. My brain just went, his name's Gavin. <laughs> well, Alan, like, Gavin, I mean. Glavin. Yeah. Gallen, Glenn. It's fine. Anything that man shows up in. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. I love that film so much. It's pretty great. I'm not a huge fan of, of, of everything he's done, but 
um, not him, but of um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. But I love Happy Gilmore so much. So understandably, she freaks the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> that this is not real. I will say though, of everyone's hallucinations, this one is the best, right? She looks out. This she is some bullshit. Super lucks this out. This other one man's clawing his own form <laughs> out. <laughs> Greer and James are murdering people. Some yeah. real, some not. <laughs> yeah. And she gets to see her dad. Fuck you, dude. Why do you get off so easy? <laughs> but the, I know it's not easy, but it's yes, like But still. Jesus. Okay. Um I mean, Scott seems positive well, but he is still seeing a creepy kid running around the ship being it, creepy. It just goes to show what they're all hanging on to. And, yeah. and, and it's, you know, to be a little more sober about it, like, I can imagine what every day feels like for her. Oh, thinking yeah. Thinking about her dad. 100%. Yeah. Um, And it's like, this is her dad. It, it's, I love when he's like, look, this could be real or it could be not, but aren't you at least happy to see me? I'm here now. Yeah. And it is just a genuinely content moment to see her and tell her how much he's missed her. And eventually they fall into this hug. And it's this like, this show doesn't have many yeah. nice, positive, sweet moments. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't blame her for taking, again, this would be like, if I fell asleep, I'd yeah. be like, just let me sleep. <laughs> Just leave me and whatever this reverie is, yeah. this is fine. And to counter the balance of that suite, Greer finds Rush and Ray in the control room and uh -huh. interrupts all of that, wanting to know what's going on and wants to know what they're talking about. And Rush is like, look, dude, if you want to accuse me of something, again, accuse me to my face. Yeah. And he's like, I am. I feel like that's not really quite a threat. No. Because Greer's like, what do you think I've been fucking doing this whole time? Exactly. I'm not going to let you take over the ship again. Yeah. And the two of them insist they aren't planning anything. Of course, they're like, you have no proof of anything. And we were done anyway. So they're going to part ways and walk off. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, this whole conversation feels like it could be real. The one part that I feel probably wasn't real as as Ray's walking away, she turns and has that smug look on her face. Yeah, the weird evil <laughs> Milena from fucking Mortal Kombat smile. Yeah. It's, it's, or it's like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, Ray's not subtle, but she's not gonna be that no. obvious. Yeah, she's not dumb. So Chloe brings her dad to the observation room, catches him up on everything that's happened in the past six months, updating him on how mom is doing. And she admits to her dad how hard this has been. And he's like, look, just one step at a time. And he takes in this view again, marveling at it. And he had always hoped that she would live this life of adventure and travel the world. And now look at her. She's sailing through the universe and exploring galaxies. And she's living his dream. And, uh, Again, they embrace and it's this adorable father-daughter moment as they stare into the landscape of FTL. You know what this actually says to me? Mm -hmm. Is that Chloe, for all the shit that she struggles with or deals with, is the most well-adjusted person on this entire ship. Because remember, it's their own brains making yes. this shit up. Yeah. So her brain's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to create some closure for you. Yeah. We're going to remind you that your dad loved you. Uh -huh. We're going to keep moving this shit. So you actually have to give her a lot of respect. 
for what her brain's done, as opposed to the fucking guy <laughs> clawing his arm out, or the guy who's like, I gotta murder everybody because they're out to get us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or the one chasing his shame. And who knows? <laughs> this could be something where it's like they said the the they said the ticks um were on the same part of everyone's neck, but they also some people had more than one tick. Yeah. So it's part of it, I wonder it's like does it depend on where on the head the tick, like where back there on your brain stems? I don't know. I think it's just really what you're bringing to the table. Probably. But I love the idea that later we could use these ticks to help people hallucinate on purpose. <laughs> don't. We're not going to be able to do that, though. No. They all get smushed. Yeah. Um, in the infirmary, TJ has a new plan. Mm-hmm. So the venom from the deadly jungle creature. They, they used on Rush for surgery. Yep. They're going to try to, instead of using on the person... Just knock out the tick long enough to extract it. Yeah. And honestly, that might just be killing the tick, which kind of does the same thing. That's fine, too. Because <laughs> that's that's real potent on a tiny tick body. Yeah. Even if you're just putting a little bit. I know. That is still a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's when Scott starts waking up and they explained what happened, how the tick knocked him out. But don't worry, we're going to try again and you're still a guinea pig. So yeah. Yeah. You get to go twice. Yay. But he doesn't get to because when TJ goes to find the tick, it's gone. That's fine. We don't know if it's dead or or what happened or the others still have their ticks. Mm-hmm. And Scott's like, wonder if it jumped. Yay. That's Let's worry about that now. Really reassuring. Mm-hmm. Cut to Eli walking past the, contr- the uh, observation room to hear Chloe talking to herself. And he's like, hey. Hey, whatever this is, is probably not normal. So you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I like this delay in how Chloe responds. Because here's the thing. There's no way Eli hasn't heard about the hallucinations on the ship, okay? He hasn't been in any of the conversations, but again, small ship, big gossip train. Yep, yep. And I love that Chloe knows exactly what is going on. She knows about the ticks. She knows this means she has a tick. It yeah. must have jumped onto her. Yeah. But this hallucination isn't hurting me. Again, yeah. I'm having a conversation with my father and I'm never going to have this opportunity again. It would be so cool if they could have harnessed this venom to help people through shit. Yeah, and it's because so trauma. real. There's this, this is basically just trauma ship. Yeah. It's a trauma train. Mm-hmm. Choo-choo. And, <laughs> and Eli's like, we should go visit TJ. <laughs> because come, you come with me to see TJ. No reason. You just no said reason. alien tick, and clearly that can't stay on you. Yeah. Um, and she's like, listen, I know what's going on. I've explained this to you. Don't tell anyone. I know what the situation is, but I I'm not ready in this moment to say goodbye and lose him again just yet. Uh So I will go and see TJ. Let me do it on my own timeline. No. I hate Eli's response (laughs) to this moment. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, but listen, there's a part of me that super respects her logic. She's embracing the moment. She knows exactly what this is. She's like, I will. I think it's one of those where if I was Eli, if, if that is something you said to me, I would be like, cool, you have 15 minutes 
you have from the time I walk here to TJ and then TJ walks back. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go and fi- I'm going to give you 15 minutes. I'm going to sit right here. Yeah. And then at the end of 15 minutes, we're going. Yeah. I think I'd be like, okay. And then I would leave. <laughs> I'd immediately go, immediately to go to TJ and be like, I need you to come with me and get Chloe. Yeah. And then that's it. That's the time you got. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't leave it open-ended. Yeah. I would respect her enough to give her a few minutes. I don't understand him just being like, well, she said don't tell anybody. It's because like, she's not well. Because it's Eli, and Eli's pretty much going to do whatever Chloe mm, asks him to do. Yeah. It's like he It's like he. He just has a super weak spot when it comes to Chloe. Yeah, I just, like, you can't believe. <laughs> don't let... <laughs> Don't let Eli around drug users. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> so That's Rush is running down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Even though we, well, not running, sorry, walking. Sure. Even we can he hear. He is freaking though. He's, he's freaking out. He's freaking. He hears some sounds. Mm-hmm. He turns around, assuming it's Greer. No one's there. Turns around again and there's a glass wall right there. Oh, he's in a glass cage of his emotions. That startles him. And it's very confusing. And it's very much like Volker earlier turns around and there is a glass wall on the other side and he's boxed in and it starts filling with water. That's fine. That's fine. That I mean, probably not doesn't relate to anything that's happened to him. No recently. reason for panic, clearly. No. And it's it's just as the water beginning to his head and it's suddenly gone. Yeah. And he's standing in the hallway alone again. Uh, how quickly can you move to any location other than that? Yeah. Yeah. I... This is really interesting to watch Rush freak out and like dart around. Yeah. A man who lives by his logic. Yeah. Going full feral badger. Because you would think this is, you know, if this was, look at our previous scientists. If this was McKay or if this was Sam, you know, the both times that they were hallucinating. Yeah. It didn't take them long for them to go. This I is am my hallucinating. Brain. My brain is hallucinating. Yes. Yeah. The overpowering that that intelligence save, if you will, uh-huh. make an intelligence save. Now I will say neither one of those had this like immediate trigger instance. Like you're in a glass cage filling with water. Well, and they also do have not. Well, they did experience their share of traumas. Yeah. I don't think any of them had anything this recent as what he just went yes. through. Yes. Because not only did he go through the thing with the aliens, he just got out of the fucking dream sequence where he lived his wife's death yep. again. 100%. So he's got pain coming out of his pores. He does. Yeah. It is one of those where I was a little surprised. I can excuse or I can understand this immediate, like, my brain wasn't able to figure this out in the 15 seconds that this was happening. Yeah. But as the episode continues and he sees, you know, the fish aliens later on. Yeah, I think that's when I would have been like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a smart human being. Exactly. Because even when he was in the chair, he's like, I am in a chair sequence. 100%. So therefore, the same logic should have applied. That's the part where I was like, you you should be passing an intelligence save at some point. Because our, our other brainies. Yeah. Are just as brain. You're not just to com- as brainy. Not to compare them to other brainies. They're very different types of brainies, but still. Yeah. So there's no tick on Young or TJ. And Young's like, you should go back to your room and stay there. And TJ's like, fuck that. I, I have am a job to do. The CMO of this ship, pregnant or not. 
in her weird t-shirt half. <laughs> I just, I love that it looks like she's wearing a jumpsuit yeah. just dropped at the waist. Basically. Yeah. And she's like, I don't fucking care what you tell me. No. Look at me. Do you, do I look like I care about anything other than keeping you assholes alive? I don't. And that's when she remembers Chloe was here earlier as well. And Scott runs off to find her. Oh, yeah, Chloe. Right, Chloe. Yeah. I keep forgetting she exists. Yeah. Um, I, again, I feel like I mentioned this earlier. If I had just seen a tank filling with water around me, scary, impossible things, I wouldn't go someplace where I'm on my own. Good. This far, I do. If I was having Rush's hallucination. Yeah. Definitely, I would run to a group of people. Yes. Like, where are the humans? Where are the humans? Where are the humans? Yeah. Um, but instead, he just heads to his room. He is shaking with fear. Yeah. Um, it's bad. We can hear footsteps, or we can hear, he can hear footsteps. Uh-huh. And he looks up to see one of our aquatic fish friends. Yeah. And for a moment, he is paralyzed with fear, but then rushes over and manages to close the door on it. Um, is this, I think it's this part. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the next part. But I, I do think it's a little bit adorable that when he does reach out for help, he reaches out to Young. Yeah, that's the next. Okay, that's, okay, there's okay, a okay, brief okay. thing in between it, but we okay, get okay, there. Okay. Um, Scott, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott doesn't have the tick to experiment on. So next is James. Next soldier. Next soldier. <laughs> because the soldiers are who we experiment on. Dab is it with some venom. Everyone is ready. Young is there like looking her in the eyes like, I'm here if shit goes bad. Yeah. But everything goes really smooth. Mm-hmm. Tick is extracted. TJ sets on the table. Young makes tick jam out of it. Mm, tick jam. Yay. This is back with Rush. Yes. Who should know hallucinations are going on on the ship. Um, radio's young and they're static. Yep. And cautiously he goes to open the door and no one's there. Because again, mm. gossip train, everyone has to know. You know Rush doesn't ignore the gossip. He doesn't seek it out, but you know he's listening. Yeah, I mean, you can't not. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Um, Scott is running around looking for Chloe, and he sees Eli, and he figures, well, if I don't know where Chloe is, the next best person is Eli. Yep. And he's watching Eli, or watching Chloe from a distance, <laughs> uh, respecting her decision. But at least not wanting to leave her alone with her ghost dad. Yeah. Because, you know, Eli promised not to tell anyone, but he's also worried about her. I guess I appreciate that he didn't just leave her and be like, okay, do whatever you want. Yeah. So I guess that's something. I have a hunch while Eli didn't say a time frame, Eli was still doing. Counting down. I'm giving you 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, Scott goes in and is like, well, here's the thing, Chloe. We need to check your neck because there's a chance the tick may have jumped from me to you. And are you seeing anything? She's, she's like, like no. no, I'm fine. Yeah, uh, everything's fine. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> he like calls her on her bullshit. Yeah. Um, because while he supported Chloe's juice earlier, um, I don't support Chloe getting mad at Eli yeah. here. Yeah, I don't. I agree. And but she's she's not rational, so no. And and listen, this is the one time her hallucination is a bit toxic. Uh-huh. As they're trying to get her to leave, and the dad grabs her hand and is like, Don't leave me. Jesus Christ, yeah. 
they have to drag her away, which still, even knowing this isn't her actual dad, like having that as your last memory to be rough. Yeah. So I'm glad we yeah. don't. I'd be like, say goodbye, Chloe. Say goodbye <laughs> to dad. Yeah. Rush is still creeping around the ship. And now sees a number of fish people coming through the Stargate. They're coming. Yeah. That's fine. Again, this is where like another like wisdom or intelligence Mm -hmm. station Mm -hmm. kicked in and been like, you know, they can't just get out of the gate that easy. Yeah. You know, that doesn't work like that. They don't have a, they don't have a remote. It's like when you're dreaming and like something weird's happening. You're like, wait a minute. That's not how cars go. (laughs) Cars don't go with walls. (laughs) I mean, in my dreams. Yes. Right, but your brain goes, oh, this is a dream. Mm. <laughs> well, then you'd be in the same position as Rush. Probably. Yeah. Because I think in my dreams, that's just logic. <laughs> you just assume brain is right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because why if, Why shouldn't they go up walls? <laughs> uh, as Ray comes out of her room, Greer is standing there. Now I am fully convinced Greer fully has a tick on him at this point. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, leaning against the wall, fully geared up, and she's like, "Can I help you?" And he's like, "Yeah, you can wipe that grin off your face." Here's where Ray's mistake was being alone at any point on the ship. <laughs> the minute Greer was like keeping eyes on her, Ray's mistake was being on the ship. Was getting on Greer's bad side. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> he, she's like, "What? What smile?" Like, by the way, can you not? tell lies about me to young and he steps up face to face and is like what lies did i say that's not how you confront this (laughs) i said no lies and as she continues over her shoulder he can see rush just creeping (laughs) just creeping and we actually see that yes rush is there Uh uh-huh Greer is not hallucinating Rush. However, Rush is hallucinating that Greer and Ray are fish people. Basically, everyone's about to kill each other. And so he starts running and then Greer starts chasing him. Cool. This is great. And here's where shit starts to escalate quickly. Yep. These are the ones where it's like, oh, we shouldn't have left these people alone. (laughs) This is going to be bad. In the infirmary, yes, there is Chloe's tick. And she's like, but why do you have to remove the space tick? It's not hurting me. I named it Dad. <laughs> I named it Gavin. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and, and like, Eli's like, who knows what the tick's actually doing to your brain, A? And Scott's like, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Young's like, this is not a discussion for any of you. Yeah. It comes out now. This is the, you're, yeah. Your brain is turning into Swiss cheese. Yeah. We're stopping this now. And thankfully, Chloe does get a better closing with Ghost Dad. Mm-hmm. As he's TJ, crying, crying. Just tears streaming as TJ is removing the tick. And he tells her to tell mom that he loves her. And he tells Chloe that he loves her. And that she's living their dream. And kisses her on the forehead. And when the tick is gone, so is Shooter McGavin. My dad. And she is devastated. Rightfully Ooh. so, but yeah. devastated. And then they smush the tick dead. Mm-hmm. So Greer calls over the radio again for Young. <laughs> that they have a problem. The civilians are trying to take over the ship again. Yeah. <laughs> Help, it's again. Yeah. Young's like, I'm sorry, what? Permission to use deadly force, <laughs> sir. I... <laughs> 
He goes, Russian Ray are at it again. I don't know who else is He's like, I'm not fucking around. (laughs) And Young's like, hey, so listen, don't do anything. I'm going to talk to him. You should come here. We got a situation involving people saying shit that's not real. So let's pause before you do anything. And that's when Gur's like, yep, can I use deadly force? And he's like, no, I said stand down. Yeah. Don't. That's a big nope. Mm-hmm. It's a big nope on that. Yes, got it. Yeah. <laughs> on Greer's side, he definitely hears mm-hmm. permission granted. Use whatever force you need to stop yeah. them. Yeah. Also, communications are compromised, so go radio silent. I love that his brain adds additional. <laughs> also, just turn everything up. Just do everything. Go hard and tell no one. So that's an issue. This is where I relate to Greer in ways I wish I didn't, but I do. In the infirmary, Young is still trying to get Greer in the radio, but no one's there anymore. Yeah. And Eli's like, do you think he might be hallucinating? You think? <laughs> you think? Just a little. <laughs> Jeebus. So all the ticks are accounted for, mm-hmm. but TJ's like, well, maybe there could have been more than one on each of them. Or Fuck. maybe the one Barnes had one that jumped early. Uh-huh. So Scott needs to go find Greer. Cool. Real quick. Yes. And TJ wants everyone on the ship searched in quarantine who's clear. Yeah. This is uh this is bad. This is a um fun little game of cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm calling the evil triad. Also, Ray, here's Ray. Listen, we have criticized your actions on this ship a fair amount. Yeah. I don't know if you've done anything stupider on this ship than to follow Greer in this moment. That's the problem. Again, she keeps trying to confront him like she has any chance Against a crazed man and his physical strength. Absolutely. Just don't. You go and find other people. Where are your self-preserving instincts? Nowhere. There's there's nowhere. They're overridden by her need to be right instincts. And the need to, you know, get the gotcha moment on Greer. That's, yeah, yeah. And she sees him searching the ship with his sidearm drawn. And Russia's the minute I saw the sidearm on that, I'd be like, nope, nope, we're going far from this room, far 100%. away from this room. So Russia's running around the ship, running from fish aliens, yeah, searching a cargo room for anything to use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Greer is following Rush because he finds Rush is trying to overthrow a mutiny the ship. Mm-hmm. This is two colliding hallucinations that cannot end well. Th- this shouldn't be funny, I know. but it's really funny the way it happens. It kind of is. So Greer knows Rush is there. Yeah. And Rush is hiding and like finds a screwdriver or something mm-hmm. as a weapon. It's all very tense as Rush yep. stealths around. And he, yep. and he pauses and escapes and he sees another fish alien. Yep, there it is. And Go. so he takes his chance and launch out and stabs it with the screwdriver. Stabby stab. <laughs> stabby stab. But we quickly hear that it was actually Ray who he stabby stabbed. I think it was like her reaction plus his like <laughs> sneak attack lunge sneak attack. out of that hole. Like, I'm going to get it. She's like, ah! <laughs> it's just a fucking... 
comedy of errors. It's but like also a, it's horrifying. It's like a blood farce. It's like the movie Very Bad Things. <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh my god! Yeah, you'll same idea. So same idea. Greer is there in an instant because mm-hmm. he has cat-like reflexes. Yeah. Knocks Rush out. Things continue to escalate because then Greer closes the door. Fires at the controls to lock him in the room as Ray is like, I, I unsubscribe. Yeah, I've made a mistake. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um, can I rewind and take back my actions? Yes. Can I undo all of that? Nope. Okay. I because go. now it's in a r- locked room, uh-huh. which I can only assume there's a second doorway to here. Yeah. No, I think they went all the way around. There's no second doorway. Well, they're in a storage room. They're in a storage room. Originally, when I saw this, I thought that there was like a pass through, but yeah. they went all the way around. So they're in a closed room. Greer. With an unconscious Rush, an injured Ray, who's been stabbed by the hallucinating, formerly conscious Rush, and a hallucinating Greer, who thinks they're both trying to take over the ship, and he's not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. This is not well. It's great. So Scott radios Young that they haven't found Greer yet, mm-hmm. but also Ray and Rush are missing. That's probably fine. They're probably, probably unrelated. Yeah, it's probably unrelated. Um, and he's out with his own team searching for them. Mm-hmm. Outside the infirmary, everyone's lined up. There's like tick watch stations yeah. that they're funneling through. Yeah. Everyone taking turns. Young is going to go out on the search for Greer too, but pulls TJ aside and is like, look, I want to check in with you on a baby level. Mm-hmm. If you start feeling weird or different, TJ's like, I got this. Trust yeah. me. I am fully concerned about that well and everything you're thinking of, I have already thought yeah, about. I love processed. how annoyed she is. She's like, do you not think that my first instinct <laughs> is to protect this fucking baby that I'm carrying yeah. inside my I'm, body? You're late to the party, bro. Fuck off, yeah. She's so annoyed. Rightfully so. Yes. So the camera switches over to the group that, you know, all had the tick already. Yeah. Plus Eli, um, and that maybe having more than one tick made the hallucinations more intense, yeah. or maybe that they target the limbic system, which holds. Maybe all of us, those some of us just feel and... feelings very intensely, and therefore that's why. That actually could be very accurate. Honestly, yeah. Um, and you know, these where it hits in the limbic system would cover like the guilt over a son, or claustrophobia, or Chloe's mm-hmm. dad, or snakes, and. And they're like, James, what did you see? And we're like, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. We're not going to. Sh- that sh- woman sh- is never telling anyone what she saw. No. She will I make shit I don't blame up. her. Yeah. There was a pony. <laughs> the pony died. It was his horse head in my bed. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Rush wakes up a bit. Um, and, and Ray is calling out, look, I'm bleeding. I can't stop. I need medical help. And Greer is talking as if he's responding to young over the radio. Yeah. And he doesn't know who else is involved that Ray is refusing to cooperate. He's going to continue the interrogation, but at some point they're just better off ending all this. Yeah. She's like, your radio is off. What the fuck is wrong with you? Trying anything to get through to him and he is not listening to a single word of it. Yeah. Shit. And finally, at least Scott and his team have found the room because they hear Ray. Mm -hmm. They can't get the door open. 
Um, they can hear Ray yelling. Scott tries yelling through the door as well. Mm-hmm. She's fills them in on the whole shitty situation. Yep. Um, Help. Help. <laughs> Greer does not take it well and just aims the gun at her again, telling her to be quiet. Oh, Scott tries yelling at Greer to stand down. He does not hear that. Nope. He hears, get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott fills oh, Young fuck. in on everything you? where they are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it um and young is on his way with reinforcements yeah so rush who is now fully awake mm-hmm. you can actually see Greer's hand shaking just a bit yeah and you know what you know what this situation needs c4 <laughs> Let's just add the chaos. Let's just add some explosions. The chaos of this scene <laughs> is phenomenal. And as Scott lines the door with C4 to blow it up, always smart on a spaceship you know as well. You know the scene, the phrase, cooler heads will prevail? <laughs> Not here. Nope. Not this episode. Nope. Inside, Greer is done with Ray, and it's mm-hmm. very tense because there is a very real chance in his altered state Greer could shoot and or kill Ray. Yeah. Um, which is horrible because not only would Ray be dead, but that would fuck up Greer real bad, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and something about Ray holding up her hand covered in blood makes him pause. And you can see Greer almost passes his wisdom save. In that moment. Almost. Almost. Until he hears the voice yep. of his father. Hey. At disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a net 20 and a 1. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, he, and he sees his father you sitting there. You see your dad there, roll at disadvantage. <laughs> telling him, do it. Fucking um, dad. Like fucking Emperor Palpatine uh-huh. convincing Anakin. Yeah. And Greer turns back and raises his gun again. And all of that, thankfully, has given Rush enough time to find a new weapon, some long metal pole thing, quickly come up and come down on Greer from the back. Greer is scrappy and gets up very fast. That's when the door blows and everyone goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, super fine. <laughs> they quickly neutralize Greer. Yeah. They just like tackle him. Um, Rush then starts tackling the people, the team coming in, because no doubt he sees them as fish aliens, which is a reminder that Rush was not attacking Greer. Rush was attacking a fish alien. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. Yeah. Both men are quickly contained. Some first aid going on with Ray, who is like, what? Can we just, I don't even, I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, no, really. She's just like, fuck all of you. Where's Brody's bar? Yeah. And Scott radios that they have all three of them. And TJ should probably come down here real yeah, quick. Yeah, please help. Please, we need, we need somebody. <laughs> After all the dust is settled. Oh, boy. Ray has her arm in a sling, which, by the way, the sling looks very ineffective the way she's hold- she's wearing it. I'm just going to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what is it she hit? Like, the shoulder? So she It was hitting the shoulder. Mo- it's more of the fact that, like, her arm was at, like, a, le- a more than 90 degree angle. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of yeah. that right now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, she has her arm in a sling. It was mostly a flesh wound, just some sewing yeah. up and resting. 
Physically, everyone's getting better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Physically. Physically. So they searched the rest of the crew for ticks. You know, they have all the ticks. There wasn't mm-hmm. any others. And things should get back to normal for whatever the fuck normal is on this ship. We're still fucked, though. Everybody's fucked. And the montage kicks in. Nobody likes each other. James is especially unwell. James is watching Scott and Chloe from across so the room. So many traumas. Um, Park and Brody are watching Rush just mind meander. Yeah. It's... Uh, Volker's never sleeping again his entire life. Yeah. Not happening. Um, Ray and Greer pass each other in the hallway and she continues walking on as if he does not exist at all. Yeah. And his face is like... But I dumb fucked up and I was trying to have kind, well, trying to have words to maybe apologize. Nope. No. Sorry. She's not allowing that conversation to happen. No. So the song in this montage mm-hmm. is Agony by Eels. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you a little story about Eels. Tell me a little story about Eels. Um, in 1957, a physician, a physicist, Hugh Everett, the third, came up with a theory called the Everett Interpretation. Okay. You may know of this as by the name it was popularized in the 1970s. It's called the Many Worlds Theory. Absolutely. I know the Many Worlds Theory. So he was the first guy to think this up. Mm -hmm. So Hugh Everett was laughed at. Yes. Treated like a piece of shit. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so he kind of left the scientific community. Yep. Uh, got heavily into food and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then six years after that, <laughs> had a child named Mark Oliver Everett, uh-huh. otherwise known as E. Yes. In the music community. E is the front man of Eels. Okay. So he's got a really fucking interesting That's science-related backstory. Yes. Um. Eels have been around since the nineteen early 1990s, 1993. Mm-hmm. The only constant in eels, and this is on purpose, this isn't like the band broke up type yeah. thing. The only constant is E. And mm-hmm. he, cons- he works with different people on different albums, which is why the song Agony yes. from this montage sounds nothing like the popular hit that you may know. Maybe not, because it is you. It is me. But others may know. Yeah, I do like how you call it. Called Novocaine for the Soul. From the 1990s, Novocaine for the soul. I might in contact. out. Eels also happens to be one of my absolute <laughs> favorite bands <laughs> in the genre of we in this house like to call sad bastard music. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic genre. <laughs> now, you may also know Eels. From their work in the DreamWorks films of Shrek. <laughs> I do know Shrek. And the song, My Beloved Monster. I do know My Beloved Monster. Which is the song. So my personal story to Eels is there is an Eels song dedicated to every man in my life. Okay. My Beloved Monster uh-huh. is Drakey's song. Because <laughs> he is my beloved monster. He is a monster. Um, The song that is mine and... Boyfriend, domestic partner, fiance, Jesse's is also a Neil song. I'm not going to share it because I don't like when people steal other people's songs. Um, but it, it's been our song from like day one. Yeah. I was like, this song reminds me of you and it works forever. Yes. I'm going to let you all find it on your own. 
But if you email us, I may tell you. I just don't want. I don't know. I'm weird. Yeah, it's fine. Um, my favorite album by Eels is Tomorrow Morning. If you're in a space where you're looking for sort of a mind reset, mm-hmm. it's a great song for that. And um, Stormy's song is off of that album. Okay. It's called In the Morning. <laughs> um, that is my connection to Eels. That's fantastic. Listen to Eels. Amazing work. If nothing else, just listen to My Beloved Monster because it's fucking adorable. It is an adorable song. Yeah. I do know that song. That is all I have for you in this week's music. I love that you... According to Stargate we So we got to watch the first half of this episode together, but not the second half. And it's like, I wish it was here just to see like your face light up when that song started playing. It it was, I was like, I know this band. Immediately, I was (laughs) like, I know the singers. I know this voice. (laughs) Um, the thing that I think is coolest is the bat, like his connection to science. Like his yeah. dad was a fucking that's awesome, amazing physicist. Yeah, but then sort of a little bit treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his his son became an amazing rock star. Yeah, the end. That's awesome. Um, anyway, cool we, stuff. We do end the montage with um, Eli being a creeper again, watching yeah. Chloe. Well, that's what we got to do. What well, Eli? <laughs> should the FTL colors and just leaves her alone. Yeah. <laughs> This is fine. So this is not going to have any ramifications. No, fine. That's my prediction. It's this fine. won't come back to haunt anybody at all. It's fine. So um, many traumas. This ship. <laughs> I feel like this ship is like it's called Destiny, but it might as well be just called Trauma. The trauma. Yeah. Gee. <laughs> so the ship drops out of FTL and the Stargate activates. We have a brand new planet. We're in yeah. the gate room. We have 10 hours. This planet looks solid. Good atmosphere. So we're going to send a team. Our luck has to change at some point. Here we go again. Eli just reminds them to pack the bug spray. Yeah. <laughs> and young Radio Scott to gather a team. They're heading off world. Everything's fine. It's fine. Their luck's definitely going to change considering the next episode's called Subversion. Super fine. Everything's good. Everything's fine. I mean, it can't get worse than an episode called Pain, right? <laughs> Jeebus. The next episode could be called Death. Yeah. Called, yeah, Stab. <laughs> Stick him with the points he ends. Actually, that's how the episode started. That's right. <laughs> And on that note, we'll see you guys next week. You know where to find us on Twitter or Tara Podcast. Kind of. On uh, Facebook or if there's no place like Tara. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash no place like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us, wherever you get your podcasts. We love you. Listen to the Bye. Okay, bye.